Welcome back to the In the Dome podcast. You know what? You're an asshole. How are you feeling? Terrible. I still feel fine. <laughs> it's like that. The, the if you listen to the last one, you're like convincing me to be positive, and it's like, wow, that lasted all about eight seconds. Right. Like literally. Well, it lasted till the next game. Yeah, which was like the next day. Yeah, and then we went over two this week. So a nice little, a nice little homestand, eh? Nice it's little over we- three homestand. It's really weird because. This whole like positive negative thing, it's 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 like a mind fuck. It's totally a mind fuck. Because when we're when I'm watching the game, like I feel fine today. But See, last... yeah, but during the game, you're like you're a totally different animal. Oh yeah, because I'm witnessing it firsthand. <laughs> and I'm kind of different in the game. I kind of am like yeah, whatever. But then like post game, I'm just so pissed. So it's weird. It's during the game I get the most frustrated when I see complete lack of like desire complete lack of will and i mean what this team really needs they need some some leadership from the players Could somebody they, stand up can somebody just stand up and be like fuck it i'm gonna do whatever i have to do to carry this team right now and everyone else is gonna start to buy in well see and you know what i was thinking about today this i think does this season finally put to rest this dumb thing about like oh there's certain guys in the room who are cancer and shit because, like, that's, yeah, that's all we a, heard about about James Neal last year. This team won 50 games with James Neal in the dressing room. Yeah, that's a and good Milan point. And Milan Lucic was supposed to come in and ameliorate that. That's a good point. And to that point, they were talking about on the radio. I can't remember if it was Rentoul. I think it was. Probably was because he's the only one who talks about things that are important. It's true. I mean, if it's a valid, good point that I'm bringing up, it's probably not it's from... It's definitely not from Boomer or... It's not from the roundtable. No, no. Yeah. It's definitely probably Rentoul. But... They were talking about the concept of when you have some guys, and it's in all leagues, you see it all the time, players that they live their lives on the edge, where they're always getting into trouble, whether it's substance abuse or whether it's whatever, you know, those types of guys. I mean, they're, you see them a lot in the NFL, um, but they're in all leagues. Like, Radulov's a good example, right? Microbarrow. Microbarrow. Teams didn't want to, they didn't want him on their team because they, they didn't think they could handle him, but... When these players go to the right teams, and by the right teams, basically what that means is you have the right leadership group, then they just show up and, and play the sport. And like, so you're like, my example is like, say you take a guy like Radulov and he goes to the Pittsburgh Penguins, he's going to see what the leadership group, how they show up on a daily basis. Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malcolm. Well, even like, yeah, even now you that think he's with those, Dallas, he's a little older. Do you think those guys fuck around? That's what we fucking need. We need some goddamn leaders to step up. And if, listen, some people are natural born leaders, some aren't, but I guarantee you, we it's just a percentage thing. We have some natural born leaders in there that have not stood up and become the leaders yet. And we need to fucking see that now. Well, and the thing I keep hearing now too, and I was kind of thinking about this today is like, Oh, this team because they all they talk about on 960s, the core group guys, core group guys. This is the same core group of guys. That, like, what did they call them back in, like, 2015? The find-a-way flames. It's like, they could they were in any game. They could always come back, fight their way back, even though they weren't very good. Come back. This is the same group of guys, primarily. Goudreau, Monaghan, Geo. Last year, led the league in comeback wins and had 50 wins. Like, I just don't buy this. There's no heart there at all. The Fundamentally, one of these guys needs to move. It's like, no. Somebody needs to step up. Yeah. And, I mean, we did a poll on Twitter last week. Kent Wilson just did the exact same poll. And the poll was, 
what's the biggest problem? Does it lie within the core players or the players themselves? Does it lie within the coach? Does it lie within the GM? In both polls, it was the same result. Most people feel like it falls onto the players. You and I are in a different category. Well, I don't, I'm not. I don't know. I just. I feel like. I feel like. Obviously, the players have been terrible this year. Yeah, but like. My, but. Yeah, we work in an organization. Get that fucking thing off the table. <laughs> we work in an organization. If your employees aren't inspired, they're not showing up. Whose responsibility is that? Exactly. And and who like and where does it stem from, right? And I get it. Sure, you can make the argument. These guys they make millions of dollars. They should be self-motivated, yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, there's a role in the organization whose responsibility that falls back onto. It's the coach. And then from there... And who picks the coach? Who's responsible for the coach? That's why, to me, and I think to you... Definitely, there's a percentage of the onus is on the players, but you have to follow back the responsibility to the highest level. Exactly. Brad Living is the person who's been employing the coaches we've had in the last two, three years. Well, even if you do, and again, even if you do, oh, it's the players. Isn't that still on? He chose this group of players. He hasn't changed them. The thing is, is like I look at it as from an organizational perspective. Can you not figure out, like, do you have to get Lanny McDonald in there once a week? Like, do you, like, can you figure out what these players need in order to snap out of this? And that's why I come back to, like, there's got to be at least two or three guys in there that instead of just talking amongst themselves after the games, because you know they're probably trying to figure it out. Like, you think these guys like losing? Just before you go on, that's another thing that that drives me nuts right now is this. We need more guys who hate to lose shit it's like how about the organization starts being a little more committed to winning and then we can talk about like i hate that expression just want to throw that in there i know it doesn't even make any sense oh i need more guys who hate to lose well maybe brad living should be more committed to winning and have a vision for what he wants his team to be i guarantee you every athlete playing at a high level hates to lose pretty much the same amount i hate that shit but when they don't know why they're losing what are they fucking supposed to do that's why it's like the onus... Okay, if the players can't figure out why they're losing, they need some guidance. They need some leadership. And if you can't figure it out within the dressing room, then the role falls on the coach. Well, again, in like, <clears throat> isn't that the role of the coach? Yes. Like, superficially, like, that's like the it's like, basic... It's like the one thing you do. It's the, it's the main... You hold the glue together. Like, you have to be that person. And if there's things going wrong, you can't fucking sleep until you figure out what that is. And then you have to reverse engineer it and figure out how can you fix it. Like, I don't see any, from the outside perspective looking in, and I could be wrong, but I see very little, if not any, grounds or action to suggest that either the coach or the GM are fucking sitting down with these players and trying to figure out, hey, guys, what do we need to fix? I don't know. Have like, you why seen- don't they sit down with Johnny Gaudreau and say, hey, it's not working, obviously. Johnny, people, just because Johnny doesn't wear an A and he doesn't really stand out as kind of like that leader guy, he's probably the most valuable brain in that room to try and figure out what's going wrong. Because, and the reason why you say that, we've been saying this all year. 
how Johnny goes, the team goes. The offense runs through him. He probably has a pretty good idea of what's going wrong. He's just not the type of guy that's going to speak out about it. You need to fucking sit him down. Talk to the motherfucker. And ask him! Do you think that Johnny Gaudreau is like super stoked to be playing a, a system that Jeff Ward has taken over from Bill Peters that has like completely nullifies his skill set? I would say no. And I mean, this is what's been coming up for me on Twitter in the last 24 hours. And we saw it. The coach was quoted today. Literally quoted. He said something to the effect of, pause it, I'm going to get it. This was a quote from Tori Peterson. Ward on the Flames identity, quote unquote. And the lack thereof. I thought we had it for a while. We've got to find it again. We tried to be a scoring team last year. You saw what happened during playoff time. This boggles my motherfucking Isn't mind. absolutely mind-blowing? Like, you and I can sit here and basically break down what went wrong against the Avalanche. We did it in July, for Christ's sake. And to me, that quote just confirms what we've been saying and our whole synopsis of what went wrong last year. 100%. And how this team has struggled this year. So we'll reiterate it again. And if you didn't hear the quote in its entirety and understand it, let me go real slow. We've got to find it again. We tried being a scoring team last year. Which you were. You didn't try. You were. You saw what happened at playoff time. Okay, so let's back it up. Before playoff time, what made us so successful offensively last year? Scoring, transition game, speed through the neutral zone, scoring off the rush. From day one. Before, and I remember this to the day, you and I both said, you remember where you were, exactly where you were, when it was announced that Bill Peters was the new head coach, and he was interviewed. I remember exactly where I was. Me too. I was driving around in South Calgary. And you and I were pretty, we had some question marks, but when we first heard him talk, we were like, you know what, let's give him a chance. He actually sounds okay. And right from the hop, his whole thing was, we want to play with the puck. How's our Corsi 4 been in the last five games? For, and he said, first and foremost, winning faceoffs. How have we been on faceoffs this year? Uh, pretty bad. When we play with the puck, we want to have possession. We want to play with speed. How's there, have we played with speed this year? Uh, no, I've seen like maybe two or three goals off the rush through the neutral zone. We want to be an excellent transition team. We want to transition with speed. Stationary in the neutral zone. We were probably one of, if not the best, Transition team last year in transitioning out of your end with speed into the offensive end. And you can even just look at, go look at zone exits and entry stats. There John, you go. Johnny Gaudreau was one of the leaders, like I think he was two or three, along with guys like McDavid, McKinnon, Eichel last year in controlled zone entries. He's still up there this year, but he's on the top five. They're definitely down. So I don't like what Ward's saying here. Dude, because does he know why you were scoring? That is... Th- like that, not. I don't like it because it literally confirms what we've been what we've been saying, and it like it shows that he doesn't want to change either. It's like he doesn't want to go back to being that high scoring team that was so successful. Okay. Like, how do you go from winning fifty games and playing amazing hockey all season, and then the Colorado Avalanche kind of screw around with you in two games, and you completely change the way you play for the rest of time, and you think that's okay? What is that? It's ridiculous. It's insane. So let's back this up. So this is really clear. Then you go into the playoffs. Now, we got shellacked by the Colorado Avalanche. They beat us in every area of the game. 
except for maybe goaltending. But we're all, as a fan base, as a team, you could tell those guys finished the season with their tail right between their legs. They had no idea what happened. Zero. You know who else had no idea? Bill Peters. Like zero clue. So Eric Francis, this is probably... One of the only good jobs he's done in journalism ever. This is the, good on you, Eric. This is the crowning success of his whole entire journalistic <laughs> career. In game one this year, regular season game one, when we played in Colorado, he did a miniature piece and he asked Coach Bednar what made them so successful. I don't know why Bednar would say this. I know, right? And then how the Flames not... Like, maybe the Flames should listen to Bednar. Bednar said the way we beat them was we knew they were a really good transition team off the rush. So we made a game plan to stifle their transition, and it worked. It worked beautifully. And then the worst part was... Now we don't... Trans- so here's what happens. Now, let me ask you something. If you're a head coach, and you develop a style of play that leads to the most successful season in franchise history, yet in the playoffs... Another coach figures out a way to stifle that. What would you do? Well, I wouldn't completely abandon it and completely change the way the team plays based on one forechecking strategy that stifles your for- that stifles your breakout. I would adjust a little bit. Yeah. Or I would double down. What exactly? What double down? What you do? You find a way to make to it work, better to work, to work around, around their adjustment. Like what what kind of what kind of nonsense is that? If that's what makes you a good team, a successful team, you got to keep doing it. Like if you're excellent at something and then there's an obstacle in your way for that, you don't just stop being excellent at that. And then try and be and something do something and not, that you're not good at. Work. Like why would you do that? That makes no sense in any facet of life. You say, "You know what, Bedner? I'm up for the challenge. Let's play this game of chess, motherfucker." Well, and see that and you figure out a way to work around his adjustment. We, we fucking it's Jer- unbelievable. Jared Bednar was playing chess, chess, and Bill Peters reverse that casting here. Bill Peters was playing fucking <clears throat> X's and O's. And what boggles me, I get it. He had no response in series. I get it. He got way out coached, way out smarted. First time in the playoffs, way out smarted. But then you have all off season to game plan for the shit. And you're, you, the best you can come up with is, okay, we're going to stop being a transition team off the rush. What we're going to try and do now is when we have the puck in our own end, we'll wait for the other team to set up. We'll try to break out without any speed. If you look, whenever our D-men have the puck, D to D, they just stand there. Stationary. They wait for the other team to set up. And then where are our wingers? They're usually on the opposing blue line. They go and sit in one spot, stationary. Whose feet are moving? Uh, only the defenders. Nobody's feet. No speed. So you go from being like attacking with speed, everybody's flying, to zero speed. Which is A, what your team was built around mostly when you've guys like got guys like Johnny Gaudreau. Hello, Jesus. So now, the D-man chips the puck up if, if and this is the thing, if they get a pass through, which most often they don't. Very seldom. Then it just chips in off the off the forward, and then they go try to retrieve the puck. Which, I don't know if you've seen our forward group. Not really the best idea to have those guys trying to retrieve pucks. Well, and that's the thing is, like, this whole concept of building a system for a team for the team that you have. And, it, and you see it in complete different opposite forms. You see it right now, where you have 
here's here's the here's the guys. Let's go through the list. Who can actually retrieve a puck on a forecheck? Like, John, can Johnny Gaudreau retrieve no. it? No. If he gets into the corner with a D-man, he lets the D-man pick it up. Literally. Sean Monahan. No. Who plays with him? Buddy Robinson? He can yeah, do it. Yeah, Buddy Robinson, sure. Sure, so you got one. Matthew Kachuk? <laughs> Maybe. It's not really his game. He's probably like a 50-50. Yeah. He's more of a skilled guy. Yeah. Sam Bennett? He, he could do it. He could, yeah, so Sam. Two. There you go. You got two guys. Who play? Okay, Mangiapane? Maybe. He's a little not undersized. Really. He's feisty, but it's not really his game. He's not big enough. No. They've been Who they have to have out there? Uh, Lindholm? Lindholm, not really. He'll throw the body around, but... I mean, go down the list. Like oh, Lucic, though. No, that's why we got Lucic. By the time, what do you mean? by He's... the time, if Lucic does knock a guy off the puck, have you noticed when he gets it? He by the time have the he makes a decision for many hours, the puck's already gone off a stick for somebody else. This team is not bred. This team is not designed. This team is not equipped to forecheck and retrieve pucks. It's equipped to do what we did last year: break out with speed, transition with speed. Literally, you have the makeup, and and you and you ha- and also like not even on the forwards, like you have some unbelievable zone entry machine defensemen. That's the other thing that I've noticed. Like everyone's like, well, why aren't the defensemen scoring as much this year? Because they're not in the rush. Because all they do is pass the puck from behind their own blue line. Well, we said this last week because there is no rush. Exactly. Why aren't they jumping on the rush? We don't have a rush. Like Mark Giordano had Look, seventy points last year. Last night, first goal we scored. How do we score that? Travis Hamonic skated the puck up the ice, took the puck into the zone. That's why you hear so much people like, oh, it's good. New game, mobile defense. That's why we have guys like Brody. That's why we have guys like Hannafin. Like, that's literally one of the most redeeming qualities of Noah Hannafin's game is his ability to skate the puck out of his out of his own zone into the offensive zone. He's great at it. Don't do that anymore. Why not? What the hell? You're telling me... I, it just blows my mind. It blows my mind. So and it blows my mind that they ask Jeff and that's his response and there's no like, wait, what? Right. Nobody follows up and says, I mean, you won 50 games last year, the best season in franchise history. Like, you're just going to completely abandon that system? Wait, didn't being a scoring team work pretty well? Like, Oh, well, it didn't work in the playoffs, so we're, gonna, oh, we're, shoot. Gonna, we're just going to have to abandon that. Are you kidding me? That's not how it works. You won 50 games. You... you you were the best team in the league outside of an insane Tampa Bay Lightning team. You make an adjustment and get back to what makes you good. You don't fucking rewrite the entire playbook and then play a brand new style of game that doesn't even suit you that you don't can't even execute properly. Like we've all, we have, we, we've seen this script with Glenn Gulletson already. This has happened already. It didn't work. So on one hand, right, we're not equipped to play a dump and chase. On the other hand, we've seen it last year. How many games did you win? How many goals did you score? You do have a team equipped to score goals off the rush, to play generate speed off the rush, and that's the bread and butter of your offensive game. So that's why it's so frustrating to me when people are like, oh, you can't blame the same group for four years. It's like, okay, so what has the common denominator been through those seasons that weren't successful? Playing like this. The and, system. And not only that, but it's like, you have the perfect example of what works. You saw it last year in the regular season. The only reason why it stopped working is because our coach got outcoached. He got schooled. I don't get it. How is it not plain, plainly obvious? It is. 
and it's plainly obvious, and the coach states it as such, and the media still, and nobody, like, has anybody, like, looked at that quote and been like, hey, what? So he admits that we were great last year in the regular season, but we completely abandoned the style of hockey because the Avalanche figured out a way to stifle it a bit. Let's go back to the quote. That's insane. Ward on the Flames' identity and lack thereof. I thought we had it for a while. No, you never did. And you can't just think you have... You can't think you have an identity. Your identity is generally bred out of the way you play. What happens is you can tell if the identity is working if you have success long-term with it. And the way he says it like that is like... It's like a mindset. It's like he doesn't admit that it's the... Right. He admits it's the way they play, but it's like... It's not a mindset. It's not like Johnny Gaudreau is just like, yeah, I'm going to score tonight. Like, watching Johnny Gaudreau dump the puck in... Is sad. It's... Ridiculous. It's like, what it's is like, it like? I'm trying to think of a metaphor. It's like eating shit with like a golden spoon or some sh- something. That's a really bad metaphor. But it's a waste. It's complete waste. Complete waste of one of the best. You like, he's one of the best in the league at doing that. At entering the zone. What was he control. ranked last year? Like, second or third behind only McDavid for zone entries. Could you imagine if McDavid just started dumping and chasing? Can you imagine if McKinnon, McDavid, guys like that, they, the coach had them start dumping the puck in? Can you imagine? Just think of it. That's fun to watch. A, that's hey. really fun to watch. B, I'm sure it's really successful. Hey, Connor. We got a new we got a new system. We're going to Here's what we're going to do. Okay, just imagine this. The Oilers, they get the D, they get the puck on their own end. Connor McDavid stands on the red line to try and get a puck pass from a stationary D-man to try and tip it in past the D-man. Are you fucking kidding me? It's absurd. And like, you can see it. When they're sitting there, D to D, one of those guys could start skating with speed easily. And then you have guys on the flanks supporting them that are also going with speed. But no, we just stand there. And then there's not even a forward that comes down to support that D-man with speed to give him a breakout pass. Exactly. They just stand around. They stand there. And it's so like absurdly obvious... It's so absurdly obvious that it's, like, ridiculous at this point. And so that's why I think we've had it with the coach. I thought we had the identity for a while. No. You changed the system. You changed the style of play. And it worked for a little bit because guys were just so fucking happy to get rid of Bill Peters. <laughs> like, literally. Well, and But I, the reason why it's not working long term is because it's not a system suited for this team. And you, and it's like the exact opposite of what this team what blo- should be. What blows my mind is that that's obvious, but then the opposite's obvious. The system that is suitable for the team is so obvious because you saw it all last season. It's like you know what? It's just, it's just, it's mind blowing. And then he says, "We got to find it again." What do you mean, find it? Do it. <laughs> Go back. To Implement it. it. But then he says, "We tried to be a scoring team last year." No, you didn't. You were a scoring we're team a scoring last team. year. You didn't try. You weren't on the top. Weren't you second in the league in goals for one of the best goal differential teams in the league? Johnny Gaudreau had ninety nine points and thirty six goals. And you were a scoring team. That's why you won fifty games last year. And it blows my mind that they're oblivious. You saw what happened during playoff team. What did we see? What you saw was Bill Peters getting schooled. What we saw was you abandon what made you successful. That's what we saw. It's probably why I knew, that's probably why James Neal was fighting with Bill Peters in practice. Right? He's probably like, you idiot. 
What are yet, you doing? Yet James Neal was the problem. James Neal was can't had to could never work here. He could never he score. Could never work here. He's got 19 and goals. And Lucic is so good in the dressing room. You watch this team have oh, so much more character. The guys love Lucic. They love him, and they'll never lose those games. You know those games where they just don't try hard enough. They'll never lose those games anymore because Lucic is there, and he's got so much character, so much experience. He's the type of guy that helps you win playoff series. He, he will help you win those tight. You know those really tight, hardly. Fought highly contested games. Those games like those games. those games, like a three mini series in the middle of the season against Edmonton. He's going to help you win those. He will not be invisible like James Neal. He will show up and be so effective, so good in the room. James Neal will he can score twenty goals everywhere else, everywhere else in the entire league, but he killed never score twenty goals in Calgary. Never. And it's not because of Calgary. It's because of James Neal. It's because of James. Listen. I don't fucking, I'm not, I'm not saying we should have kept James Neal. But, what but you're how saying, ridiculous is this synopsis? Exactly. It is ridiculous. Like, James Neal, Milan Lucic, swap either one of those guys. Who cares? It's not the problem with this team. It never has been. It never was to begin with. And that's why, so, certainly myself and you, were so pissed when you got Brad Living saying the problem with this team is like character... Need more guys like Lucic in the room when it's like clearly the only reason you got schooled in the playoffs is because your coach couldn't have an answer to what Jared Bednar was doing. That was it. The coach you handpicked. The coach you picked. And so instead of like doubling down and being like, you know what? We were one of the best, highest scoring teams in the league last year. We were a scoring team and we won 50 games and bringing in more skilled guys who can score to make you make you better at what you're already good at. You did the exact opposite of that. And like, it's funny how as part of build, you can't even call it an adjustment. It's a complete rewriting of the system. Yeah, no, it's not an adjustment. An adjustment would have been some kind of answer, some kind of answer to the Avalanche's forecheck that completely yeah. nullified our transition. And adjustments like this. Okay, you guys are going to do this? Well, then we're going to do this. Exactly. Not like, holy shit. Now that you guys are doing this, what the, f- like, we have to go back and rewrite the whole damn thing. Like, it's like, it reminds me of being in, like, junior high basketball. And it's like, when, when teams were allowed, like, you went from being, because I, I don't know if this was just my school, but I remember when we went from, like, elementary school basketball to like junior high school basketball they're allowed to do the full court press and it was like the first time that happened the full court press you're like holy shit i don't know what to do i can't even get away and you're screwed right it's like that's what happened it's like the avalanche full court pressed us and bill peters is a junior high school basketball coach and didn't know what to do he'd never seen it before never seen it before and instead of being like hey instead of abandoning the transition all we have to do to this is actually increase it and be faster out of our own zone and catch them deep in our zone which is what most coaches would have done he's like nah we just won't transition anymore and then the thing that is even funnier about this is okay and you heard it right from the beginning of the season oh we're going to focus more on defense you could like this like people reporting on the games like yeah they they really want sean monahan to focus on defense they really want johnny gaudreau to focus more on defense how's that worked out for you How's our defense been compared to last year? The reason, you've heard this before, the best defense is what? Good offense. And you know why? If you go look at Johnny Gaudreau's defensive numbers from last year, they're pretty good. You know why? Because he was fast on the back check, because he was quickly transitioning back. He would turn offensive offensive chances for the other team into offensive chances for him. Here's he was the th- grabbing the puck and going the other way fast. Here's the thing. You know what type of teams 
should play defense. The ones that don't have offensive skill. The ones like the Arizona Coyotes, New York Islanders, those kinds of teams. And if we were supposed to be so focused on defense, why don't we fucking hire Barry Trotz? Yeah. Like, that's a team that's focused on defense. They're good at defense. That's why they made the playoffs last year. Because they're insanely good at defense. They're good at defending. Their coach has a good system. Like, sure, you can tell... Like, our defensive game is worse than our offense this year. It's terrible. So for being a team that's supposedly focusing on defense... Well, I'm here's fucking terrible at and defense. Here, and here's the thing. I think a lot of people are confused about this. Defense wins championships. No, it doesn't. Defense wins championships if you lack offense. Otherwise, offense wins championships. If defense is your strength and you've got a good defensive system and a good defensive players, you can win look with at those the, players. Look at the Oilers in the 80s. Look at the Calgary Flames in the 80s. Were those defensive teams? Okay, well, who won the Stanley Cup last year? The St. Louis Blues? They're a pretty good defensive team. Yep. That's because they play a very structured defensive style with guy, and their number one center is Ryan O'Reilly. They've got one of the best defensemen in the world in Alex Petrangelo. Like, I mean, all three of their lines are quite well-balanced with defensive players. Like, But then you look at the year previous with Washington Capitals. Were they like this defensive juggernaut? Well, I mean, they had Barry Trotz, so kind of. But I mean, like, fucking Alex... Like, you're going to tell Alex Ovechkin he needs to play defense? No! You're going to tell Alex Ovechkin to do what he does best, which is score goals. If Alex Ovechkin had 40 points right now and 12 goals, 13 goals, and the press asked the coach, hey, do you think you need to expect more a little bit from Alex Ovechkin? Do you think he's going to say no like fucking Ward does when he's asked about Johnny Goudreau? Oh. No, he's uh, no, he's doing fine. He's uh, committed to the defensive style of game, which is really working out for us. It's really working. It's not working out for us at all. We're allowing, like... And this is what pisses me off. When you go on social media, everyone's like, no, it's the players, it's the players, it's the players. How are they supposed to buy into this? You have fucking Jeff Ward putting Tobias Reeder and Michael Backlund out when the net is empty last night. Tobias Reeder has two goals in, the, in over the last 100 NHL games Both of played. them this season. He didn't have a goal last year. In over 100 NHL games... He has two goals. How many goals does Michael Backlund have this year? Like six? The guy that can't even hit the net. Let He can't even the hit a fucking... Born, broadside of a barn door he couldn't hit. Literally, he can't. Put him out. Let's put him out there. Goal. Like, and the, you've said this a hundred times. The players notice shit like that. Are you, like, I... Like, do you, do I've, you think I've, the players don't notice Sean Monaghan's on the bench in I've, overtime I've, against the Blues? Do you think Sean Monaghan and Johnny Gaudreau aren't talking after the game like, yo, what the fuck? Like, has anyone seen the Ottawa Senators cab Uber video where they're ripping the coach? Yeah. Guess what? That happens everywhere. Do you think Sean Monaghan and Johnny Gaudreau aren't sitting around after the game going, why the fuck was Tobias out there? Why the fuck was the guy who was the least likely to score in the NHL on the ice? Like, do you th- again, these players are intelligent and they're world-class players. Do you think Jeff Ward, an amateur-ass coach, do you think they're not just like, this is ridiculous? Like, it's ridiculous. If we're saying it's ridiculous, imagine how they feel. Right? Do you and, think Mark Jankowski and that's my, really wants to buy into the system when he finally scores two goals after the, a catastrophic season and he gets healthy scratched? Do you think the other players are looking around and saying like, oh yeah, that's totally normal? You think it doesn't piss anybody off? Jankowski's been here for like three, four years. I'm sure he's friends with a lot of guys on the team. Like, you and, think people aren't like, this is ridiculous? And this was Bill's problem, too. 
Bill's biggest problem was what we just described. He couldn't make an adjustment, and instead he had to rewrite the whole fucking thing. And he did it. He did it wrong. That's why we sucked all year. And then he was doing this at the same time. He had a love affair with with all these guys that are not going to move the needle for your team, and they're getting played over the guys that will. Well, again, then I kind of think about this. It's like I, I don't mean to bring the Neil thing up, but it just popped into my head as a good example. It's like post All Star break last year, like Elias Lindholm was pretty shitty, right? Like that line stopped scoring. Like why didn't Bill? Because that's the thing we noticed about Bill is he has his favorites, right? Yeah. It's like Derek Ryan played on the power play all year last year despite scoring like one power play goal. It's like I can see a guy like James Neal. Like, okay, Lindholm's shitty. Why aren't you giving me the opportunity to play in the top line? I can see that being fucking frustrating. Guy just plays favorites. Doesn't make the appropriate adjustments. And it's not even like, I get it. If your favorites are guys like Alex Ovechkin, I'm going to put him out in every situation. Ryan O'Reilly. I'm going to put him on every situation. Sean Monaghan. If if it's overtime and we got a power play, he's out there. But when your favorites are like Tobias Reeder, Derek Ryan, Mon Lucic, come on! Like, seriously. And you, like, if you're on the team, you're probably like, what the fuck is this? Like, remember... How, I, do, we, how do we get behind this? Right? We love these guys as individuals, but we want to win. We don't want to lose. Well, you win with your best players. Your best players need to be your best players, is the hearing you always say. They're not even on the fucking ice. They're not, They're not even given the opportunity to be the best. Because you got Lucic out there on a power play in overtime. You got Reader out there. We need a goal. Well, you, you saw the demise of Toronto Maple Leafs last year. Austin Matthews. Played less than 20 minutes in game seven. Who has more goals than Austin Matthews? One guy since Austin Matthews came into the league. Austin Matthews, Not on the ice. Austin Matthews scores at a five-on-five five rate historically on the same level as guys like Yager, Gretzky, those kinds of guys. Like, he's unbelievably good. Babcock had him sitting on the bench in game seven. And it's like, if I'm the coach, like, I've seen people say this on social media, and I agree. Why isn't Johnny getting 20 minutes a night? No shit. How do you think you're going to get him going? By fucking bringing up a guy from the AHL? No. Or increasing his ice time. He's the type of guy that when exactly. he plays more, he's in the game. Well, you know what? Like, I was looking it's at some ice ridiculous. time. fucking ridiculous. Not that I think Bob Hartley was the best coach, but I was just, because I was thinking about Sam Bennett the other day, and we were talking about him, and I was like, hey, what the fuck? When Bob Hartley was, like, Sam Bennett was getting tons of ice time when Bob Hartley was here. Yeah. Any any reason there's a correlation between that's when he played his best hockey? You go look at all those guys' ice time, they had tons of ice. Listen, anybody that know anybody that's played hockey knows this. The more you play, the more you're in the game. And if you're one of the upper elite guys, the more you're in the game, the more success you're going to see. Oh, totally. It's really hard to get things going mentally when you're, like, ice time stifled. When, like, for Bennett. He's fucking buried on the fourth line right now. Exactly. Well, I was saying this yesterday. Somebody's like, what should we do with Bennett? I was like, well, I know what we shouldn't be doing with Bennett. Is fucking burying him on the fourth line, playing him 10 minutes a night and not on the power play. That's the exact opposite of what you should be doing. And, of course, that's what we're doing. Like, as opposed to you got Milan Lucic with third line ice time over Sam Bennett. It's fucking unbelievable. And power play time. It's, it is fucking unbelievable. Why is he still on the fucking power play? I'm and sorry to swear so much, but, like, no, fuck. So, dude, that Are you power, kidding me? Like, still. He's still there. He's still. After 55 games. You still don't have... You have Mangiapane playing on your quote-unquote top line. He's not on the power play. What? It's just like, at every turn, this guy is mismanaging the roster. Even the top power play unit. Mark Giordano's out. So he puts TJ Brody on the top power play unit? 
literally one of the worst one of the worst part of TJ Brody's game is being on the power play. You saw him I saw him last night on PP2. He can't fucking do much. He's he's so one the problem is he's one dimensional. Yeah. And that's fine if you're a defenseman. He's, you, he's, you can be one dimensional. Exactly. But if your coach needs to utilize you properly, not put you on a fucking power play where you need to be three dimensional. Can I just ask, like, what does the analytics guy do? Apparently not enough. Like, because you look at the players we've been acquiring, you look at how the how the team is generally run. Well, maybe it's the like, coach. What the fuck is going on? Maybe the coach just doesn't fucking like, listen like, to him. I don't like know. It's like everything you would everything that you would look at analytically from an analytics point of view, they do the opposite of of. Like not even like sometimes, like all the time. Yeah, pretty pretty much that's pretty accurate. Oh, Hammond and Hannafin have been terrible for since the playoffs. Like terrible. Yeah, let's keep them together forever. Never change them up. Oh, our power play formation is brutal. Yeah, let's not change that at all. PP two, Milan Lucic pretty ineffective. Oh, well, let's keep them there. Like, it's just mind boggling. Whew. All right. So do we want to break down the game at all or just like does that do it? Fuck that. <laughs> like that was a terrible game. You had, and it started off good well, again. You had, well, you had two games since we talked last. Oh, yeah, the Sharks game too. Sharks game, Predators game. Both. They were pretty much carving copies of each other. Just going to say carbon copies. Let's not even get into it. I think we just did. Well, I, the one thing, and I think what spurned all this on is like you play a pretty good 20 minutes against the Sharks. Yeah, And then did. fuck nuts goes and changes the lines. Puts them in a goddamn industrial blender. Yeah, you know what? Did you know what hasn't worked all season? That's the reason the lines are the way they are now. Let's go back to that. Let's try that out. It's like, yeah, we're winning. We're playing a really good game. Let's go back to what has sucked this year. Let's do that. Like right now, fans are really frustrated with Ward. I don't know who the hell is standing in this guy's corner right now. Like, come well, on, nine sixty because it's been the same core group of guys for the last oh, four must, years. Must be the core group. Couldn't Control, be the coach. Monahan. Three coaches. If you can't make it work with three different coaches. Hmm. That's a lot of coaches. Like that's what that's what's funny to me too is like it's like maybe we just haven't had an NHL coach yet. Exactly. You tell me Jeff Ward's an NHL coach? No, he's not. What team could you see him coaching for? None. You tell me if he gets fired, another team's gonna be knocking on his door. Well, again, like <laughs> great point. Like you look at a team like the Islanders last, like Glenn Galson. Was he sought after after getting let go here? No, he's a fucking assistant coach on one of the worst. Well, not this year, but like one of the historically worst teams in the fucking league. What happened, to Hartley? He's in goddamn Switzerland. What about when we revive Mike Keenan from the fucking dead? Who's knocking on his door when we let him go? Come on. These aren't NHL coaches, guys. Dude, run the fucking gamut. Have any of the coaches we've had, other They're, than Daryl, other than had Darryl. any success in the league at any anywhere? Well, Mike Keenan. Back yeah, I mean, the fucking 80s. Yeah. The 90s. Hey, this guy had success 20 years ago. I bet you he could bring a fucking Like Brent Sutter. In. He's going back to fucking farming and coaching the Red Deer Rebels. Who else? I don't even know. I guess Hartley. He's Yeah, like we said, he's in Switzerland or wherever the fuck. Gullitson's an assistant with the Oilers. Like, if you think this team has seen elite NHL coaching, where are all those coaches now? They haven't. They're, they're, no one's going to hire them. And the thing is, I get it. Maybe it's a, it's a hard quarter... To coach you then, can say then, what, anyway. then what do you well, do like, here's do you blow up your core or do you fucking do whatever you have to to figure out what kind of coach you can go and get exactly it? like and don't fucking settle for some 2.0 guy exactly you had barry trots trots quenville Vino. fucking gerard galant is sitting at home right now you could go dump a dump truck full of money at his house and have him on your bench tomorrow like come on 
No, I think we'll stick with a fucking high school like, math come teacher. On. <laughs> no, elementary. Grade five. He's really good with the players because he taught grade five. Was grade math. five? Wasn't in high school. And it was elementary, I think. Oh yeah. But I mean, regardless, like, and this is another point I keep. I've been making a bit today is like, okay, look up the road to Edmonton. How much success have they had since Connor's been there? Since that quote unquote core has been there? Not very much. They made the playoffs once. Okay, you say core, but it's two guys. I know that's what I'm saying. But isn't it here? It's Monahan and Gaudreau, really? Well, and Gio, I and guess. Gio and Chucky, but but. Is anybody like, oh, Connor McDavid? No, they're like, that poor son of a bitch has been a sh- poorly managed team with shitty coaching for five years. If Torelli wasn't even half as bad, yeah. then what? Would it be Connor's fault? So why doesn't why aren't people like, everyone's just so willing to throw Gaudreau and Monaghan under the bus down here when it's like, how come nobody feels bad for them for being on a mismanaged, poorly coached team for the last six years? Well, when we've used this analogy, this analogy is pretty damn accurate. You look at an organization of any kind. It's got employees. It's got managers. If the employees aren't performing up to par, what's the first thing you need to do? You need fire to fucking, all the employees. Fire them all. It must be that they have really bad attitudes and they party too much. What happens when that when you bring in a whole new fucking slew of employees? Like you know what's gonna and happen? Don't change anything from the management. Do you know level. how fucking hard it is to get guys like Johnny Gaudreau on your team? Like, cause that's something I hear a lot when like yeah, people, no people are like, "Oh, we can never sign anybody because nobody wants to come to Calgary." We should be on our goddamn hands and knees and thanking God that this guy signed a deal to stay in Calgary. You know what happens as soon as you trade a guy like Johnny Gaudreau? You're like, shit. Boy, those guys are hard to find and hard to get to Calgary. How do you think Matthew Kachuk is going to feel in three years if we don't fucking change some shit? You think he's going to feel super stoked when Gaudreau's gone, Monaghan's gone, we've scourged the whole earth because our superstars aren't doing enough? Hey, we're pretty damn lucky coming into the season. No shit. He wanted to be here. I, I wouldn't want to fucking be here. Would you want to be here if you're Johnny Gaudreau right now? You carry this team on your back? And everyone blames you for everything all the time, even though the manager's done dick. Unless I saw some sort of, like, something from the management that would, like, point to, like, oh, they're starting to figure it out. But it seems like they aren't. And none of the media is challenging them. They never challenge them or ask. And the majority of the fan base is not. It's absurd. And that, to me, it's like, when you ask me, like, is the player, it's probably, it's, again, the players have to be better. But again, like you've said, a hundred times. Who does it start with? Where does it trail back to? Why is everyone so forgiving of this management group? And the thing is, is like, as a player, if you're working within a container, which is what the coach holds, which is the systems, there's really only so much you can do. Exactly. If the system is break out this way and dump it in, and you don't do that, and maybe you turn the puck over, you're going to get in shit. Exactly. You might lose ice time. Do you think Dylan like, Dubé is like wanting to dump if, the puck in and shit? No. If, if but he's going to be on the bench if he doesn't. If the team is being asked to play within a certain system that they can't really do much more than they're doing, the fuck? All right. Have we beaten that horse to... I think so. Is the horse... I, I think we're just trying to like let people know. I like think, the, Most people look at it in the wrong place right now. I think the answer. horse is lying there. It's still alive. We could probably beat the <laughs> shit out of it a little more. But yeah. It just boggles my mind that these guys are getting paid at the highest levels. These managers, well, and like you got a you got a head coach. That's what's so frust- That's what another thing about this organization's unwillingness to pay a legit coach is like they're perfectly willing to bring in Lucic, 
They're perfectly willing to buy out Troy Brower and pay Michael Stone two paychecks, but you won't pay a fucking NHL head coach an extra million dollars a year to come here? Ward, on the identity and lack thereof, I thought we had it for a while. No, you did have it last year. During their whole entire regular season. And it wasn't an identity. When you had all of that success. It's not an identity. It's not a mindset. It's a way you play the game. It's, it's a the, system it's, you give your players. It's the style of play. we got to find that again. we got to find that identity. No, you're looking in the wrong place. We tried to be a scoring team last year. No, you were. You were a scoring team. And you, ergo, you were one of the best teams in the league. Does, Period. Has he stopped to ask why they were a scoring team last year? Like, come on. Why doesn't anybody say? This is my point. You got guys getting paid at NHL levels. This is their job. Guys are getting paid millions of dollars to analyze and figure out how to fix this team. And then he says you saw what happened during playoff time. Come on. Like, that's pathetic. No, you didn't. Obviously, what happened was you got outcoached and you couldn't make an adjustment. So you figured you had to change everything. So from Jeff Ward's perspective... We need to stop being a scoring team. How's that? How's that worked out for us? How's I don't get it. And we'll win in the playoffs. How many goals? Like right now, we can't score. And their goal, we can't win. So if you're and then the other thing that's so hilarious, if your goal is if your identity is a non-scoring team team, you better be fucking good at defending. Which hey, guess what? You're not. No, you suck at it. And it's the makeup of the type of players you have. And that's the whole thing of the systems suiting the players. You have like one of the only, you're the, one of the only, you are the only team in the wild card race right now with a negative goal differential. Like literally, why is this guy still the coach? Look, I get it. He's a good guy. I think he's a great guy. He's a great guy. So is Glenn Gullitson. Brad Trulli, another great guy. These guys are great human beings. But come on. You want to fucking win? Well, okay, there's the other thing. I think I, I already said this. Guys need to hate to lose more. How about this fucking organization needs to want to win more? Hey, how, how about that? How can we... It's, like, it doesn't even make any sense. Need to how, how, do we stop, how do we stop losing? That's probably what he's asking. How, that, do, we, how do we stop losing? And all his bullshit quotes right now are like pure, pure, pure amateur hour stuff you hear from coaches who come in who don't know what the fuck they're doing. Buzzwords like compete. Oh, the compete level's not to, not there. Words like, oh, we just need more guys who hate to lose. What the fuck kind of an assessment of a professional sports organization is that? That's your that's your that's how you're gonna win, you think? Like more guys who hate to lose? What? Did they they get the whole team to do one of those aptitude tests to did figure you go out? Gallop and do your strength test? Did you, you found that they don't like losing? Did you figure out mentally that they're they're not equipped? They don't they don't hate to lose enough? Like, like that's, what the that's, fuck? What, that's that's what that is pretty much. It's fucking hokey bullshit. No. It's like, again, I keep coming back. It's unbelievable how they can't even analyze what's wrong with this team. It's insane. Like, it's insane. And it's insane that nobody picks up on it in the media, that nobody asks about it, and that the only thing they can figure to criticize is Gaudreau. Oh, it's just Gaudreau doesn't want to be well, here. Well, and it's like... He's not playing good enough. Are you telling me... We played the Blues the other night. You got a power play in overtime. And Sean Monaghan didn't see a lick of ice time. And nobody asks the coach why he wasn't out there. I don't understand it. I don't understand it Are either. Are they not? Like, they don't realize? Here's a quote verbatim from Derek Wills on the morning show 
I believe it was after the San Jose game, Nolte was asking him, he was like, what do you think about how the lines were changed after a pretty good first period? Verbatim, his quote was, this is the this is the shark scheme we're talking this about. This is the shark scheme I'm talking about. Derek Wills says something along the lines of, "I've learned over the years that NHL coaches know more than I do, and I never question them." Why is he in that profession then? Why are you in? You never question the coach. What? What do you mean you never question the coach? Well, even this came up on Twitter. Is like, because who was it asked Reinhardt? Was it Reinhardt? Some one yeah, of the, on the on it was it on Buffalo or he's on yeah, yeah Buffalo yeah some. Uh, a, a journalist reporter asked him straight up, "Hey, did you think you did a good enough good enough job backing there, or do you just give up on the play?" And Reinhardt was like, "I'm not answering that." And it was kind of going a little viral on Twitter. And somebody, one of the Calgary fans, was like, "Hey, why not ask these players these questions?" Oh shit! What's the big deal? Like, I don't know what the big deal is. Why can't you ask the coach? Where the fuck was Monahan? What, what went through you? Tell me the rational decision of leaving Monahan. Your franchise leader in overtime goals, fourth all-time in game-winning goals, who has two power play goals to on the night. How is that not asked? I don't. Did, I don't understand how it. How does nobody say it? why was Reader on the ice there? What? What's the rational decision in having like Reader has? He's got two goals in the past hundred games plus. It's not even like to prove a point. It's to understand what the fuck are you thinking? Sure. Like, isn't that the point of being a journalist? Is to like. Get information that you can give to us peasant fans so that we know what's going on. And I can't remember your the, job. I can't remember this guy's name on Twitter, but he's he made that point. The job of the journalist is to be the medium between the organization and the representatives and the fan base to ask the questions the fans want to know. We want to fucking know, but it's not getting asked. It never gets asked. And then if you do ask on the fan, you text in the fan, they're like, I like how when this team is struggling the exact same way they are right now. Under Bill Peters with the exact same system issues. I even texted him like, hey, here's why they had success last year. Broke out with speed. Transition game was fast. Don't see that anymore. Why don't they just fucking start working on that? Oh, they worked on it last year. That, was, that, was, the, that was the response on the fan. They answered my question. They worked on it in practice. Well, I'm pretty sure they worked on it in practice last year. What? That doesn't even make sense. Dude, it's absurd. Anyways, like... I th- we were going to come into this today and talk about what they should do with the deadline. Should they buy or sell? Should they buy or sell? <laughs> so we could get into that right now. But obviously, that's not what they... The thing they need to do is figure out the actual problem. Again, if Bradtree living like... And it's the fucking management. It is. And he's like, Mr. There's no saviors coming. Yeah, I mean, we don't really how need do you, a savior. How do you? Maybe you should just play the fucking system that made you so good last year. There's a start. Like, come on. All right, do you want to go through some scenarios? I don't know. Sure. Okay, what would... Can you... Do you have to keep Ward till the end of the season? Like, is well, that... I don't know. It seems, so, seems they're hell-bent on doing it. Is it so taboo to let him go because he's an interim coach that you might... Apparently. You might miss out on Glad? Is it worth it? Not to me, but to the organization, they don't seem to give a shit. It's something they don't seem they have historically not prioritized. It's because they, I don't know, they obviously can't identify the biggest issue. Like, I don't understand how doing either one, buying or selling, is going to change anything. It's not going to change dick. It's just going to be more of the same what you already have. Well, and that's the other thing that's so funny to me is like, 
it's becoming, I and I've said this a hundred times, I don't think Brad has a plan or a vision. It's like, there was a report yesterday, and take it from Darren Drager, so take it for what you will, he's kind of a dipshit. But he was like, the Flames have kind of been shopping Brody around, but now that Geo's hurt, they're not. They're stopping. Wow. This, this guy doesn't know where he's at with his hockey This goal. is exactly what happened when Val Mackey went down it's with It's the him. exact same thing. And oh, I was like, I guess oh, we, shit, I better keep this guy. And, oh, and then I guess God. we and then I guess we better re-sign Stone, too. Oof, boy, better go get Stone. Wow, crisis averted. All right, yeah. It's like, what the fuck? The kind of plan is that? You're just, like, making trades on a whim. So the fact that we don't know if this team's going to buy or sell, and you keep hearing these rumors that they're interested in, like, guys like Toffoli and, like, Eric Francis said they're interested in re-signing Hamannick and stuff. It's like, I don't think Brad Living has a goddamn clue where he's at with this team. And I know if you listen to the last one, you're like, maybe he does. I think we'll know after the deadline. But, like, I would say if he makes any moves that are buying, considered a buy, he doesn't know what the where this team is at. And he has his head so far up his ass that it's too late. All right, let's look at the standings. I mean, the thing is, you're still in, I don't know how, but you're still in a playoff spot. You're still in a playoff spot. And isn't it peak Flames? Like, two nights in a row... Where like literally everybody in the Pacific loses other than the Sharks, they lose too. Yeah, you could you could be in the division lead pretty much right now. Really good job, guys. Really all, good job. And because of it, all of a sudden Minnesota is now in, a, in the playoff race. Hey, they're finally. Four, I called Minnesota making the playoffs. They're four points back of the Flames with two games in hand, so they're basically in a wild card You're spot. Fucking kidding me. The Minnesota Wild. Eh? Chicago is two points back of the game in hand, so they're basically in a wild card spot. Winnipeg is one point back. Same amount of games played. And Nashville is one point back, two games in hand. So now you're competing not with just Arizona, Edmonton, Vegas, Vancouver. You're competing also with Nashville, Winnipeg, Chicago, Minnesota. You're competing with eight other teams. And that's where it gets tough. The the way we've been playing right now, like we need... If we continue... To have lackluster efforts and performance like we did last night, competing with eight other teams, what the f- like? What what chance do you? Well, you don't have a chance, have? and that's the problem when you get into how full of parity the NHL is. It's not only do you have to win your games, you have to end up passing like ten other teams. That's why it's literally impossible when teams are playing every night. Teams are often playing three point games. It's like it's almost impossible. Once you get behind, it's almost impossible to catch back up. So if you're sitting right here. And it's February 7th. And the trade deadline is, what, through two and a half weeks? Two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks away. And all of a sudden now your team has taken another turn on the dime. You were competing for a playoff spot two weeks ago. Now now there's a lot of question marks. And you're trying to figure out, do we buy or do we sell in two weeks? How's the rest of the season going to look? And you look at the scenario we just put forth. You got Now you're competing with eight teams. And you're probably playing the worst hockey out of all of them. This team needs a quick and swift semi-radical change in play in order to even be in the conversation. And it's not going to happen, dude. Well, let's break... Like, what would need to happen in order for that? For that? You would need guys like Monaghan and Gaudreau, Chucky, Bennett, coming back to what we were saying earlier. Somebody, and Ward has been saying this, somebody in the locker room needs to step up and just lead the fucking thing. He said it's on the players right now. But it's really hard when they're working within a in a rigid ass system that doesn't play to their strengths. In a construct, in a system 
that holds them back, holds their actual skill that they bring forth to the team, offensive skill. It limits them. It's a limiting structure they're working within. Not saying they can't still do it. But it's limiting. It is limiting. And it's not playing to their strengths. Goudreau cannot retrieve a puck. He can't. He will not, cannot retrieve a puck. So then I'm I'm looking at, well, he's not really gonna be the guy then. I mean, I mean, there's only so much Goudreau can do if he's not carrying the puck in every freaking possible scenario. But if a guy can be suited to play the style of game, I think it's Sam Bennett and Matthew Kachuk. I think these are your two guys, and then we need more from the defense. Well, we need guys like Hamadik to do what he did last night. He's got to fill that fill those shoes and Rass. He's got to be better. Rass hasn't been good enough the last four games. So I would say like start with those four guys. You need guys internally to step up, take their play to another level, despite all the odds and despite the limitations that are held upon them. That's the main thing that we need to see swiftly change quickly. Because like we just spent half an hour blabbering about. The system isn't going to change. These guys don't even see what the problem is. So if that changes, <laughs> then you have a shot. I don't know, man. Like, what? What's? What else? Need? What would need to change? Like, we need a. We need a swift and quick style. We need. To yeah. play, we need to play different. Like it's, it's like you can't say. You, oh, sure, you can say sure. Gaudreau needs to be better. Monahan needs to be better. Chuck needs it. Where are they supposed to be better? The what, pro- are you, what are you supposed to do? The problem is, like, where where on the ice is Gaudreau supposed to be better? In his own end, he's probably okay. Right? He's a winger. In a, in, like, if he's playing in his own end on the wing and he gets the puck, he's pretty good at making a good breakout pass. But then when you just dump the puck in and no one can retrieve it, now he's playing defense again. And again, like, that it just boggles my mind. People are like, oh, Johnny needs to be harder on the puck. Dude's five foot, what, nine? Like, he's not playing dump and chase, period, end of story. He's not doing it. He's not doing it. So sure, you can say, yeah, he needs to be more engaged physically. But he's not going to do it. No. Shouldn't. Can't. Won't. You can't. You can't do what you can't do. That's like saying, like, he, like it's like saying Vucic needs to be faster. That's like saying. That's what it's like saying. Like it's like he needs I, to be faster and more skilled. All I need to do is to slam dunk on the basketball hoop outside of my house. Just jump higher. Just jump. Just higher. It's what do you mean? All you gotta do is jump a little it's higher. It's all in your head. It's all between your ears. Just the, jump higher. I just have to identify my yeah. my identity. I thought I had it. But it's gone now. But I just need to jump higher. Just higher, man. Ridiculous. So I don't know, man. Like So like maybe maybe the maybe what we're getting to is like we can't. We won't see the swift change because I think I if the goal if if you're saying, can we turn around and be a top contending team? No. Not without a style change, with a, probably a coaching change. Can we make the playoffs? Maybe. Well, well, look who you're competing with. The thing is now you got, I, I swear to God, of the eight teams you're competing with, you're playing the worst hockey right now. Oh, guaranteed. And I don't watch very much uh, Oilers or Vancouver hockey, but. Now they, what is it? A, what, is it a four-game slump? Five Flames, games? three games they've lost, four, five, and one in their last ten. In their last five, about their one, one four and one, I think one four and one. I'm just looking at their goal differential, and I'm like, of all those teams they're competing with, they have the worst goal differential at negative twenty. So, 
So much for being such a defensive stalwart. So we lost six straight. So we've been in a similar situation. Ward's brought the music back to practice. There's an see that to me is just another sign of this is this is fucking amateur hour like this is where we're at and again this is what they're a reporting on not reporting on the fact that he said we were a scoring team last year and it didn't work they're reporting on the fucking music in practice like this is just amateur hour dude. we were a scoring team last year and look what happened look where that got us in the playoffs so what we're gonna do is we're gonna try music in practice and dumping the puck in let's go boys have Fuck. some. As long as you're having fun while dumping the puck in and playing a system that doesn't so ridiculous doesn't exp- doesn't augment your skill, so I th- we'll win, dude. I think you could probably still make the playoffs because everybody else sucks too. Well, and the thing is, is like here's why you can look at the roster on paper. Exactly, that's why you can. We probably have and Monahan and Gaudreau have would, been turning around offensively as of late. Outside of probably Vegas, and we're pretty comparable with Vancouver. We have the best roster on paper. We're better than Edmonton. We're better than Minnesota. Chicago. I think Arizona's better than us on paper, but they're looking kind of iffy these days. We're better than Chicago. We're better than all those teams. That's why we can. Even with, I don't know, but but we need to see some, oh my God. (laughs) There needs to be a change. Like, it's not working. It's not going to work. We've seen, like... Everybody keeps saying this is 17-18, and it didn't work then. It's not going to work now. The style of play that we just stuck to. Like, have you noticed the parallels from 17-18? Yes. Remember, remember, eerie. Remember Gullison's post-game comments? It's trust process. Ran into a hot goalie. Hot goalie. Ran into a hot goalie. I mean, we dominated or just ran into a hot goalie. Couldn't get the puck in the net. Like, this is, this is exactly that. Because it's the same system. It's just perimeter shit and dumping the puck in. That's all it is. Like, if you look at a heat map of where Johnny Gaudreau got the puck to last year, it's unbelievable how dangerous they were when he was on the ice. This year, it's all fucking perimeter. Like, all perimeter. What changed is the style of play. Exactly. Like, what's the common denominator here of all the years they've... In the years they've been good, which is pretty much one... And the years they have been frustrating as shit to watch. And I just don't get it. Just because Colorado figures out a way to stifle your offense, now you now you have to be a defensive team. And you know what? I th- you know what is even more mind boggling to me. And I know I'm going on a tangent here. It's like I don't even think the Avalanche stifling our offense is what won them the series. It's the fact that they completely f- they like our defensive game fell off a goddamn cliff, and we had Noah Hannafin, Travis Hammond sucking at like. The, the thing that I noticed the most in the playoffs wasn't our ability to not transition, even though it was hindered, was the fact that our defense, there's no gaps, and we completely lost, like, fuck! I just, I'm so fed up with this shit. They played our style of game better than we did. Exactly. They, ex- they transitioned with speed and backed our defenders off and took the puck to the net every chance they got. That's why they won. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know where I was going with that, but... Well, you, it's <laughs> just adding to what we've been talking so, about. So, like... I don't know. We... Like, I, we can't even get into buying and selling yet. No, like... We'll have to do it next week. We Like, I'll say this. Like, I think there's a... Because this is the biggest hurdle. Yeah, like, you can't get over this hurdle. I, I don't see a player coming in. I could see a player coming in helping maybe a little bit. Like, if you get a... But, like, who? You need exactly. To, what are you going to bring in? Some guy that can actually retrieve pucks like on the we've got check? Johnny Gaudreau right now, and he's not able to do shit. Because of this system. So... I don't see what bringing another guy in is going to do unless it's literally like 
like who? Like, there's not even any big names out there. Um, well, you need to bring in. You need to bring in more grinder guys if you're going to play this system. <laughs> yeah. Then you might as well trade Johnny Gaudreau. Seriously, if, if, the, if this is the system you're so goddamn hellbent on playing, Gaudreau doesn't fit on this team. No, and you might as well go pick up more defensive defensemen too. Yep. Guaranteed he's going to get you, a defense. Because you don't have the roster in order to execute You know that system. mobile, quick, fast-moving defense you've been working so fucking hard to build? That we're full of? That we have? That's like one of the only reasons you acquired Noah Hannafin? Yeah, fuck that. Screw that. It's unbelievable. We're going to play dump and chase. Not going to move our feet. Not going to move the puck. You know how you have dynamic skaters like Shillington, Brody, Hannafin? Meh. Let's not play to their strengths. Screw that shit. It's absurd. So, right. yeah, we'll get into buy or sell closer to the deadline. Apparently, it wasn't today. It wasn't today. That's what the plan was, but it just... What comes up, comes up, guys. So, if you stuck with it... This, this, is, this is the biggest hurdle. It is. And so, it's something you can't get over. It's like trying... I'm, I'm really bad with analogies today. It's like a fucking boulder in the middle of a river. It's like... That's what it is. So just take the fucking boulder out and let the river go. Exactly. Let it. Let Johnny Gaudreau's river. Jeff Ward is a fucking boulder right now in his way. All right. So and, the, and he and he's just saying, you just got to compete harder. Johnny, you just got to get. You, you, just gotta, you just gotta. You just gotta try to push this boulder even harder. Even harder, even though it's immovable. Just keep going. It's all in the mindset. It's all in the identity. Well, if you've made it this far, thanks for listening. I can jump. I can jump five feet in the air if I if my identity is says so.